Hey rock stars, welcome back to another episode of I Rock the Mic. I'm your host, the photog of rock gods, Mike Klein. Before we plug in today, don't forget to check us out online and of course on Spotify and iTunes. Just search Rock the Mic, that's M-I-K-E, and you'll see all of our latest podcasts, episodes, and upcoming events. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. Speaking of rock gods, live on the rock line, Bruce Kulik. How are you, sir? Great. How's it going? Good, man. How are things on the road? Well, uh, fortunately, I do get to go home in between the roads, so that's even better, okay? Um, the whole thing with Grand Funk and and even the other things that I get to do on my own, I, I don't do anything too extended journey type things unless it's international, then I'll try to do a few weeks or whatever. But uh, we mostly do these fly weekend dates, so... Uh, this past weekend was great because I was able to also do like a, a special meet and greet performance kind of thing, uh, interview thing in Minnesota. So that's kind of fun that I was able to do a couple of things in one weekend, you know. But um, it's uh, more fun to be home. But obviously, I'm you know need to, need to go out there to play guitar. I can't invite everybody to my home to play. So you're back. So you're back on the West Coast now. Yeah. Okay. So you've toured all over the world. Like, does it ever get old? Well, um, you know, the travel part of it, I, I was, you know, I actually had my wife with me this weekend and some of the lines, even when you try to do everything you can to have that advantage of not waiting online, you know, for security or whatever, always, um, can creep up on you, you know, because of the time and whatever. And I said to her, I know I, like, I have to do this cause this is part of my career and, and business, but clearly you see like groups of people traveling for pleasure. And I go like, how do people do that? <laughs> you know, uh, so what I'm, yeah. So what I'm saying, and, but she made a really valid point. She goes like, well, they only do it maybe once a year, you know, you do it every weekend. So obviously when there's inconveniences, as much as you're used to it, you, you, you know, it, it, it kind of drains you, you know? So I enjoy some of the, um, you know, you go to an interesting state that's known for something, you know, that's fun to see. Okay. Or the food that changes, uh, people are people no matter where in the world and they love music. So let's just remove all that. But, you know, really uh, the biggest joy is usually when you have a successful event or you're, you're, you know, performing on stage and everyone's having a great time. So everyone needs to know that, that, um, that's why a performer does it. Of course, they make a living at it, which is, you know, obviously everybody thinks it's so glamorous and it, it isn't always even though that joy of being on stage and playing an instrument for a living obviously is a, is a, is a real gift and it's a real blessing. But, um, you know, again, living that kind of almost like a gypsy lifestyle, you know, and traveling so much, um, uh, that's the really hard part of it. So I do try to make it as convenient as possible. I always have a lot of my comfort stuff with me to, to keep me happy. And I listen to music I enjoy and I try to, you know, tune out the chaos because I don't love, you know, flying and I don't love crowds, you know what I mean? And that's what an airport is, you know what I mean? So uh, you have to just uh, deal with it the best you can. You know, it's funny, like I've toured a lot, not as much as you, but being a photographer and touring and you definitely miss your own bed um, and you miss the quiet of home and people don't realize like, man, you're always on the road. It must be great. And it's like, you know, living on a tour bus sometimes or living suitcase to suitcase is not exactly fun. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't done like a real bus tour in a while. There was a, uh, some dates in Australia, um, two years ago where we had a bus for part of the run. And in some ways it was cool because it was so limited and then everybody hanging out on the bus. There was an opening act that I was friends with. That was kind of fun, but 
you know, eight hours of it isn't fun. <laughs> you know? Sure. So yeah, it gets, um, I got to give a lot of credit to my, my friends, uh, Brent Fitz and Todd Kearns, the guys that were with me on that last kiss cruise who are, um, really talented and they're, and they're touring with slash and they're doing like, you know, 20, 21 or 22, uh, you know, countries or, you know, places in, in three months, you know, and it's crazy. You know, I can't even imagine how jet lag they are. That's crazy. You said that. Cause I was just reading an article about slash and I guess he's back on the road with miles and they're touring. And then there's a lot of conversation about guns and roses going back in the studio. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, you know, I'm real happy that he just loves to play guitar. I've met him a few times. We've had a few chats and I just know all he wants to do is play and, uh, He's got the Guns N' Roses things, but then as soon as that's quiet, he's off with with his own thing, and and he's got a terrific band, so he's very fortunate, you know. But I know though the Guns will gear up again. Well, Grand Funk is going pretty strong right now. I mean, you guys are rolling. I saw a ton of tour dates for you guys. What's your favorite song on any given night to play? Well, uh, you know, first of all, all the songs in the set are in some way, you know, have their place in the set, and they're either strong album tracks or actual hits, big hits, you know, things like uh, some kind of wonderful and locomotion and we're an American band, which we close with, of course. Uh, and it's funny. A lot of my kiss fan friends don't realize that grand funk is, is connected to those songs, you know, until they go and they, and they sure. realize, but I have to admit, I mean, there's a song called inside looking out that I know when I was young and I first heard a grand funk and checked them out, I remember seeing them perform this uh, kind of heavy metal trio vibe guitar solo tour de force and uh and and that one's in the set and of course i get a chance to really showboat on that so um in some ways that's the most exciting thing for me although um y- you know the whole set is strong and and this year marks our um for, the, for especially for Don and Mel, I wasn't there in '69, as you know, but I joined in like '99, 2000, and, and now it's 50 years. You know, it's amazing. So when you're on the bus, really, we do fly dates and we meet up. You know, I mean, sometimes we'll you know take a van around a bit for a longer weekend, or then we're off to the airport and fly to another date. So there's no bus, <laughs> no bus, no bus. Okay. So what? So what are you listening to? Like what? What gets you before you hit the stage? Well, look, I love. Um, lots of different things there's certain times of course some of my favorite bands are the beatles and led zeppelin lately i got turned on to greta van uh, fleet which i find fascinating you know especially the new record i just can't believe how these guys kind of like channeled the uh they, they, they you know like a time machine and all of a sudden they're led zeppelin you know it's really weird but i love right, it and yeah. i'm so excited for them Rock really hasn't been getting enough, um, you know, new fresh bands that are legitimate. And unfortunately, what's popular um, when you go to your iTunes or whatever, um, you know, service that you may look at music or new music, I just can't believe that I don't see anything that I would even, you know, touch with a 10 foot pole. It just I know I wouldn't like it. Um, It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean something to people. I know it does, but I don't. Uh, bother with that so i do listen to a lot of the stuff that uh inspired me uh but and and i should be honest though lately uh in the last two or three years i got very uh motivated to study and listen to a lot of the music from people like frank sinatra and dean martin uh love the rat pack i always did um i got really hooked into frank sinatra's catalog uh and the guy was prolific with putting out music and i just think he's like a tremendous singer 
and and I do love the tunes. You got to remember he he did really the best songs. Uh, they call it the American standards, you know, and a lot of people cover those songs. And it's fascinating. I was just uh, told my wife how I read Trisha Yearwood. You know, I know she's a country artist, but I've heard of her, you know, a famous country singer. She covered a Frank Sinatra record. So we were kind of listening to it. And then I go like, it still blows my mind. You know, you got Bob Dylan putting out records, Bob Dylan being a prolific, you know, legend and songwriter, but he covers Frank Sinatra records. Okay. <laughs> you know, and, and Willie Nelson doing stuff like that. So, for for me, I know it's kind of odd because, yeah, I still go nuts when I hear a Cream song or a Who song or a Beatles song or a Led Zeppelin song, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But I've, been, I've discovered a whole new genre of quality songwriting with really amazing performances. And then on, on occasion, there's really good guitar playing on some of Frank's stuff. You know, it's not like it's all just uh, – but I love strings and, and some of his best stuff during the Capitol years – with a uh, a small uh, string section, and uh, I just get really drawn into a lot of that stuff. And and I'm the, the reason why I'm talking about it so much is just that it's kind of like like you, you know if you discover later in your life, let's say you always ate hot dogs and hamburgers, and you didn't realize like you know that there's such things as steak or some other you know interesting food you know, that you're aware of, but you didn't enjoy it, and then suddenly you have it, and then you're like, this is really delicious too, you know, so. I, I just like kind of, you know, in some ways, my musical diet got got richer <laughs> from it all. And and you know that it's kind of the great thing about music because it's always there. You just never knew it, or you'll discover it differently, or hear it differently. So no, I agree. Yeah, and 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 ten or twenty years ago, even if you said to me, so like, what are some of the bands you love? I know I would have mentioned. I always loved Joni Mitchell. You know, I still do. Okay, but what I'm saying, you know, I, there's nothing new to discover here. With Frank's um, career and, and Dean and the Rat Pack and all those artists, there's just so much to delve into, as you can imagine, because they really did have long, fruitful careers. And, uh, and I would have said maybe a Steely Dan, because I always like kind of like some of the more jazzy pop. You know, I love Yes. And, uh, you know, so uh, there are certain bands that are very different from rock and roll that, that some of my fans or people would think that I'd be into, you know, so I, I really did have a, you know, if, if you look on my YouTube channel, if you look at some of my Facebook, every holiday, the past three years, my wife and I covered a, a you know, a Christmas standard and I'm just playing a, you know, a, like more like a jazzy guitar to, to back her. I'm not playing a, a rock version, but, you know, later today we're planning on filming a little tears of falling thing that I could put on Facebook. <laughs> you see what I mean? So I, I'm not forgetting about or negating my, uh, oh, nice. right. Uh, sure. Right. Know, my, my kiss years or what I, what I'm known for. I'm just, just kind of celebrating, a um, a bigger musical diet. Cause I really do enjoy it. Now, was there ever a favorite song of yours with kiss when you were performing? Um, well, I have to admit that, um, you know, it, since we kept moving it around and then of course we had to do a lot of the, you know, the, um, uh, the, the, some of their biggest hits, you know, like I, I always enjoyed Detroit Rock City. I think it's got a lot of interesting parts. Okay. Um, I can't, uh, you know, I'm not even sure some of the staples like Heaven's on Fire and Lick It Up. It was like, eh, although, you know, again, that's because I'm so used to playing them, you know. Uh, I always loved if there was a new record and we were trying something and if it really stuck. Unfortunately, a lot of the new records. The, the the new song didn't, you know, um, certainly when we used to do crazy nights, we always get a great reaction. I enjoyed playing that. Um, but when you look at a live three, which is a great combination of where we were at in 90, 
two or so, and then of course celebrating the past. There's a lot of great songs there, but um, I'm not so sure I have my favorite. I, I do have a few favorites of uh, the makeup era that we didn't get to play much. Like some of the unplugged stuff was amazing. I always loved, uh, you know, um, Do You Love Me? I didn't realize how great that was. A rock bottom, you know, I mean, it was so simple, yet they're so clever. And, um, uh, you know, I remember around that era too, we started putting in a um, hundred thousand years into the set. I loved when we started using watching you, you know, she was another one that was a really, really fun to play. And I think that, you know, especially those that I just mentioned, I don't think I ever got to play them with Eric Carr. So the versions that Eric Singer and myself did with Gene and Paul, I find to be really uh special you know so um they're kind of the supercharged versions in a way so and watching you i think is on a live three and uh, i always really did enjoy playing that but it, it was a little later on in my my years with them so switching focus i read a lot about some co-writing credits you had and one artist kind of threw me for a loop and it was something i didn't know so i don't think a lot of people know there were some co-writing credits with kanye west right and um that is a weird thing. And just recently, it's kind of cool. I Obviously, I follow a lot of people's Twitters and stuff. And all of a sudden, in one of my, and the Twitter feed came up. And it was just this February, you know, that 15 years ago, Kanye West puts out, uh, you know, the college dropout, his debut record. And we all know, you know, Kanye is such a, a, a big figure in, in uh, uh, the music community. And, and of course he became very much, you know, kind of like a controversial figure sure. of his, you know, uh, his various, you know, performances at Grammys and things and presentations. And then he gets to be like pals with Trump, you know, which is very, <laughs> very unique, obviously being right, a black right. artist. So uh, he's always been a trip, but it was really simple. I mean, uh, the, the whole sampling world or how artists uh, uh, like a lot of the big rap artists uh, they, in general, they they do um, look at other people's records. And I didn't realize through the years, like a Billy Squire, who I also worked with, was sampled. And Leslie West had um, uh, something sampled, um, actually either borrowed or they re rewrote or whatever. There's various uses of uh, rock and roll through the, the, the 70s and stuff like that, or even earlier, that these artists find. And, and they're very creative. So what Kanye did, I suddenly got a call on the phone, my business phone that was tied to my uh, ASCAP, um, uh, which is the performance rights, you know. So the Michael Bolton and I uh, did two Blackjack records. And uh, the second album had, a, that album didn't get much um action but obviously kanye heard it you know whatever and there was a song called uh, never let me down and um he wound up uh wanting to you know kind of borrow the 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 melody and, and the vibe of it and it was all just like a crazy phone call um that i'm like you know somebody representing who's making the clearances for the record and the next thing i know i'm asking my manager to deal with it next thing i know we're contacting michael and the next thing i know you know, there he is recording. Uh, Kanye would like to speed up tempos and things like that and change, uh, you know, but uh, a big part of the verse of the song that Michael and I had became that entire song, which was really cool. Now, I heard of him. I, I read the entertainment magazines and Rolling Stone and stuff, but I didn't know. And then all of a sudden it sells like two, three million records, you know, and he became a, a huge, a huge star. So it's pretty cool. It's a weird um 
connection, but, and then at the same time, I did, I did realize later on, um, that like some of those other artists that I told you have been, uh, you know, sampled and credited and all that. So it's interesting. Well, you know, it's funny because that was one of his biggest, I mean, the debut record, but it was yeah. one of the biggest records he had. I mean, it even won Grammys for best rap album. So yeah, that was a huge record, man. I have a beautiful, uh, big gold, uh, you know, uh, no multi-platinum award thing from it too because you know if you're involved in something and you're you're entitled to that you know when was the last time you had spoke to michael bolton so michael and i we keep in touch more with email and the guy is super busy and super successful i'm very proud of him um you know it's so ironic there's so many casinos that i play with grand funk and there's a you know awesome poster of him signed to the casino that's on the wall I always grab a photo and send it to him. I think the last time, last fall, Grand Funk, we did a date where the drummer that performed with us during the time when I actually really got to meet Don Brewer, we opened for Seeger and Brewer was playing uh, drums for Seeger at the time. This guy, Bobby Torello, was backstage with Bill Ludwig from the Ludwig Drum Company, you know. So we took a picture and I had to send it to Michael because that was, you know, I met him through Michael. So. Um, and it's really ironic. His favorite engineer is a guy that did a lot of work on my uh, last solo record, BK3. So it's kind of funny that, you know, it's a small world. You know what I mean? And and uh, I get a kick out of, um, I know there's a lot of love for the Blackjack thing. And he's even discussed with me a few times, you know, I really think I'm going to do a rock record and I'm going to call you. We're going to do some stuff. Uh, I, I'm waiting for the call, but... I, I, I do know that it, he, he came really around with it. I know when he first became a big star, um, he kind of distanced himself from the rock era that he was known for. But I think now he, he, he's proud of everything he's done because the guy's always been a very, very talented it, man. It's so funny to me, and it's been years ago now, like I hadn't heard anything from Michael Bolton, and I was looking at a Lonely Island record, and he right. did, um, what was it, uh, Captain Jack? Right. And I will never forget watching oh, right. the video. Yeah, was, yeah, and I was like, what a riot that is. Like, it's great. I spoke to him about that after yeah. that happened. I told him how, you know, kind of a lot of people used to take pot shots at him because he was, he, you know, he is a very dramatic singer, you know, and he became so huge and mostly with the ladies. I think a lot of guys, you know, he was easy to make fun of. I think in that movie, uh, office something office space or something he gets joked on in that movie but by by teaming with the saturday night live thing and doing a funny skit and making a parody of himself it was a brilliant move really brilliant move i really think he self-manages himself too and makes all the decisions um but the last time we had a really quality time when we had dinner in in los angeles it, it was it was you know it was very enjoyable because it was just like uh, us in the back back in the late seventies and eighties, you know, so it was very funny. So you know, uh, you know, I'm, I'm especially happy I introduced him to Paul Stanley for forever because that's a great song that they wrote, and my solos, uh, obviously, uh, that's one of the, one of my highlights with Kiss. So I'm grateful for that. Well, just for the record, it is actually one of my favorite songs by Kiss. So thank All you. All right, there thank you go. Well, talking about Kiss, a couple months ago, you were on the cruise. You were out to sea with the whole Kiss cruise and the Kiss army. What was it like when you took the stage? I mean, you shared the stage with Tommy and Ace. Have you ever done that before? Well, not since Unplugged. Right. Okay. And obviously it wasn't Tommy and, you know, it was Ace and Peter. Um, but um, it was quite a thrill. I mean, I kind of thought it could happen, especially with all the... 
um, just uh, the fact that Ace was there, and I know um, the, the cruises are really special, and, and that that was, you know, everyone's there, and, and all, all I needed was a little heads up, and went up to Tommy's cabin, and, you know, we went over something with like, okay, which guitar will I play, you know, what's your arrangement for that, and the next thing I know, I'm doing six songs on stage with them, it was crazy. It really was, but it was it was a really really a great great night, and I know the fans really loved it. And it was right around the timing of them announcing their farewell tour, their their you know end of the road tour. So, but um, it was it was very cool. I I really enjoyed it, and uh, uh, you know what can I say? There's something really um, intimate about acoustic performances, and that's why Unplugged works so well, you know. And, and those guys could have maybe done something like that at the Hall of Fame, but. The Hall of Fame was very adamant about only wanting to make up guys, and Gene and Paul didn't want that because they're proud of Tommy and, and Eric, and they also wanted to include me, you know, and, and how would they do that when the Hall of Fame only wanted to celebrate the makeup years, you know, so uh, that, that was important. Did, did you know... Did you know that you were going on stage, like, before the cruise, or did they say it during? Well, I kept bothering the people that work for the band if it's going to happen i need a little notice i don't want to just be handed a guitar you know what i mean sure and they were kind of like eric was like it'll probably happen just be prepared you know kind of thing you know sure but but there was no like okay and we're going to do this so um you know it it, there certainly was um it wasn't a no way you know what i mean but it wasn't a a, an official green light if you get what i mean not until uh, a short while before they they hit the stage so talking about Eric, um, plans with ESP, are you guys talking anything after End of the Road? You know, it, it is ironic that, that you brought that up only because um, we, you know, through through our mutual friend who always has helped us, he, I didn't actually ever speak with Eric directly. I know, you know, them gearing up to this tour was, you know, and, and I'm very happy that they're successful and it's going well. Uh, but it was a big deal, you know, big, big show, big stage, big, big everything. And they haven't done it in a while and in such a huge way, meaning, you know, a real committed long tour and the whole thing. So I didn't bother Eric a lot. I know he was rehearsing, a, a, you know, a lot and those guys work really hard. But the guy that works with us said, you know, you know, when there's some time, I, you know, really want, um, you know, I want us to discuss ESP, you know, and I thought it was a little weird, especially you know, this tour could go for three years. So, like, why are we talking? But I think it, you know, it was like before it really took, you know, started and everything. And uh, um, I, I don't really know, but I will put it out there and just say that Eric and I enjoy working together. And when the when the time and the stars align, shall I say, I could see us doing things together. Okay, right now uh, I don't know how he has time to, you know do anything other than get ready for the show and then travel to the next gig and everything. They have a really grueling schedule. I mean, they're fortunate enough they could do it in the best way, you know, with a private plane and, and they have a huge staff and crew, but it's still the amount of time it takes with these guys and between the makeup and the meet and greets and the promotions and the radio shows, these guys really work hard. I, I know. I mean, they used to work me really hard, but there wasn't the hour of makeup and those outfits to put on. Okay. So I, I just know that, that I, I always give that band so much credit for their um, you know hard work ethic, and I learned a lot from that. Well, it's crazy because Keith Valcourt at Rhino, which is doing 
some of the vault experiences with Gene. Yeah, the vault. Those yeah. guys are doing. Gene's doing it on his days off, and then he's flying to the next. Center. I heard that, that that there there were vault experiences going on in his days off, which is that's Gene. He doesn't believe in the day off, and I get it. I know that you know Eric will be offered things, and he may or may not do them on the days off because you know he realizes I think I need a day to recharge. Besides drums being such a physical thing, you know, but but just proud of them for for you know being out there and doing their thing and i'm sure gene still wants to sell a few more of those especially at that price right i'm sure right yeah Absolutely. i'm glad i have a part of that you know i have co-writes on it and i was right. there for him on that uh very first uh vault thing and that was when ace was there and we all jammed a little bit it was pretty pretty fun you know we'll see if he comes back to the to the west coast or anything so in the future what kind of plans do you have touring are you working on a new record yourself solo record well, um, obviously, I know this is going to be a, a busy year for Grand Funk, and, and with it being, you know, actually celebrating the 50th anniversary, and I, and I do think that a lot of the people that um, uh, we we always get a great uh, response, and the, the the bookers hear about it, and even even if it isn't uh, with uh, you know all original members, and it's just two of the Grand Funk guys. The other, you know, the other band members with myself really round out this uh, thing that I could see why we get re- a lot of repeat gigs. So it's going to be a busy year with the band. I think we'll really um, hit like, um, you know, a, a respectable number of dates. Uh, and then usually on those kind of softer months, sometimes I fill it in with different things. Recording wise, and I do plan on doing other things. I know there's like a there might be a, a guitar type show that I'll make an appearance at or, or another kiss expo in Indianapolis. We'll see. Um, you know, I did that, you know, meet, meet and greet kind of Q and a type thing in Minneapolis. Maybe there'll be more things like that. So we'll see. I know that people are already talking to me about Australia to try to go. Uh, I don't like to go too far down the line and, and, uh, there's obviously the chance I'll be on the next cruise. Um, so, uh, you know, I take Grand Funk as my, that's my main course. And then I, you know, fill it in, you know, with all the other dishes, if you get what I mean. Right on. Now, regarding the recording thing, you know, I really should be doing something uh, with new music. And I, I really know that it's been hard for me to focus to do it. And I think I have a great opportunity now with some guys I love playing with that instead of doing like a solo thing that I could actually record with the band that performed on the cruise. I mean, the reaction that we got and the talent of Todd, Brent and, and Zach, who's the bass player who also sings very well. Uh, ironically, these guys, they all play other instruments too. Brent does gigs on bass where he's the bass player. He's a drummer. You know, Todd can play either guitar or bass. He's playing bass with Slash, but he's my guitarist because he's actually a guitarist. Zach plays bass in in my group and other things but he's actually a guitarist he just did these dates with the uh the slipknot singer Corey, and he's playing guitar uh, you know it's a very uh, you, you you'll only see me on guitar okay even though i play bass you know i play bass on your your favorite song forever okay that's me playing bass so um but with that talent and those guys voices and their keen um uh awareness of my kiss years and the band that I had union with, with John Karabi and, and Brent, you know, could really make a quite, quite an interesting, um, uh, recordings, I think. So I'm hoping when everyone's schedules calm down a little bit and we're all on the same, 
place, which is we will be during the spring, we can get together and, and try to work on some material and record something. You know, and that's the other thing that down the line, if I do something with Eric, the opportunities of a lot of our friends that we love that are so talented, like Karabi or Todd and Brent and all, could be guesting on our material, you know what I mean, of the covers of what we, whatever we choose. So there's a lot of opportunities out there. First, we got to find the time. You know, I know how, how you know, um, logistically things have to be, you know, but uh, I, I'm, I'm very aware of them and I'm excited that all those opportunities are kind of out there and they could really be, uh, you, know, you know, created to, to the fans delight. So that's, that's a good thing. Well, I think it's going to be a big year. Um, I'm sure, Thank you. I'm sure I'm going to see you on the road at some point. Um, even yeah. if it's the cruise or an expo or just a, mm-hmm. a grand funk show. Sure. Excellent. And last year, I just want to make a note that, uh, I, I, uh, launched a new website. Uh, a fan actually uh, bought the name when they heard me talk about that. I don't even own BruceKulik.com, which, you know, there's a lot of people that snap, snag people's names and he kind of gifted it to me, which was a very kind thing, a guy in Norway. So, um, I set up a whole new design for a simpler website and, 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 you know, it has, you know, obviously some news. I know something I want to film today I could use for it. Um, but, uh, and in the, the merch store, I introduced a few new things there, um, a multi-swirl, you know, mini guitar, which eventually will be a big one. And the BK3, that last, you know, product I put out, I did red vinyl. You know, I know the way the collectors get on 180 gram if you're a vinyl guy. So um, I'm working on, uh, you know, offering some new things and, and, and uh, you know, I'm always looking at things like that. Uh, it, you know, I mean, I've had people say like, what? why don't you do a bobble doll, you know, you know, a bobblehead rather, you know, whatever Bruce Kulik doll. I'm like, uh. well, you know, the mini guitars are awesome. I mean, I, th- did you do yours through ax heaven? Right. I do it through ax heaven. Um, two years ago I put out in a very limited number of uh, the banana one and that sold out very quickly. And now the multi-swirl, I ordered a lot more, but I'm, I'm, it's also a limited number and I'm, I'm getting low with that. And it came out amazing. They do a terrific job. I'm hoping uh, to do another one, um, probably early next year, you know, look at a, a, another model, but I'm also really excited about offering the full size guitars, the, 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 the 10 or 12 of the bananas that I offered in 17 sold out in one day and ordered more of these multi-swirl ones. It's a similar Strat ESP M1 vibe, uh, like some of my early Kiss guitars. So um, uh, it takes time to do all that and have them made and all because, uh, you know, it's I'm, I'm ordering them and offering them. It's not really from the company and the stores, you know, but it's exciting. And you can get that on your website. Well, I'll be announcing it on my website and Facebook, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So okay. that's that's really what's going on. I hope to do some more things with my wife, Lisa, too. She's a terrific singer. We performed Reason to Live in uh, Minneapolis at that, uh, you know, Q&A. At the Expo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it came out yeah. great. You know, she's a terrific yeah. singer, so that's always fun to have people like that as well. Um, and, and I'm looking forward to, obviously, if the cruise happens, mixing up those songs and, and doing another killer couple of sets on the cruise. We'll see what happens. So it'll be an exciting year. Well, you're definitely you're definitely a rock star. I appreciate your time. Well, yeah, all right, thank you. I, I got to keep myself humble here. So awesome. Um, I'm I'm a busy guitar player. Okay, there you go. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll see you on the road, and I appreciate you rocking out with us today. Not a problem. I hope uh, you know your pod people enjoyed our chat. 